from the Spanish Mission Independent, I'm Alex Woodall, and you're listening to Indie on Air. It's Monday, June 8th, and this week I'm joined by my colleague at the Indie, Simran Tandon, as we sit down with Matt Samwick from Innovation Realty Partners, Sammamish City Council member Kent Treen, and Janelle Roberson from the Sammamish Heritage Society to discuss development in the city. Before we got started with our guests today, we took some time to listen to teenagers around the Sammamish community on whether they believe there was enough to do in Sammamish and some things that they would like to see added or changed. Personally, I don't think there's tons for teenagers to do in Sammamish, especially uh, as far as nightlife goes. I find myself and my friends a lot of times either needing to leave Sammamish or we end up just like sitting in a parking lot doing nothing. And so something I'd maybe like to see in Sammamish is something that could be open later. So maybe like a movie theater or a bowling alley, something for kids to do. I mean, actually, the other day, me and my friends were talking about it, is like a cool mini golf course. Like, there's always ones on, like, vacations I go on, but I've never had one in, like, Sammamish where I can go with my, like, boys and play a good game of mini golf. Dude, we definitely need, like, a like a big mall, like the Bellevue Mall, just like a, like a spot to hang out, because I feel like there's not a lot of spots, like, to hang out. Like, it's just a bunch of small places, like, like Pine Lake QFC and stuff. Like, there's nowhere, there's nowhere big to group up. I think it'd be good to have more hangout spots for teens because I find that they all sort of group to the areas that we have available right now. So it'd be good to see new places like other coffee shops or just areas where we can just hang around. So I was talking to my brother and we both kind of like the first thing that came to mind when we were thinking of like things we want to like see in Sammamish was movie theaters because pretty much the closest ones are like in Redmond, at least for us. Um, so movie theaters is like the biggest one, I think. And also just having like a mall or like a central like plaza, or like a hangout, kind of like Redmond Town Center has like, like Redmond Town Center and the Bellevue has Bellevue Square and like downtown park and stuff. Like we have, I don't know, we have like the, um, the Sammamish Commons, but it's not like the same, like for like teenagers. That was Alicia Lee, Will Baker, Josh Ruffner, Ashley Richards, and Amina Sadek from the Sammamish community. Our first guest today is the Operating Manager of Innovation Realty Partners, Matt Samwick. Mr. Samwick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I am very much looking forward to answering your questions. Well, thank you, Matt. Tell us about the Town Center and what stage of development it is in right now. The Town Center is currently being planned in phases, but before I get to how we got to the current phase, we are currently undertaking, I would like to just give you a little background. So in 2014, Innovation Realty Partners came to Sammamish to assess the city's town center plan and town center infrastructure plan. And just by way of background, under the Growth Management Act, many, many goals have to be achieved by each city. And the method that the city of Sammamish was going to greatly achieve those goals was through the town center. And a precursor to a successful town center was the aggregation of property. So we set about to do the aggregation work and started in late 2014 with our negotiations. Our first contract was signed in January of 2015. 
And our last closing was in August of 2019. So we have been proud members of the Sammamish community, getting to know all the people, and it's been a blessing, really. I want to make a distinction between developer and community builder. The town center plan is much more than a development. It is the ecosystem, the main street of what Sammamish is going to become. And all its parts work together so that the community can flourish in the future in a very efficient, compact design. After aggregating all that land, we decided that we would, with a partner of ours, start to plan the first 17 acres. And the first 17 acres is south of Southeast 4th Street, just to the west of Met Markets Complex, and runs between the Lower Sammamish Commons parking lot and Southeast 4th. And we currently have four vested applications that will allow us, when approved, uh, working with the city to have about 100 single-family homes, most of them brownstone townhomes, and 300 mixed-use apartments, together with 82,000 square feet of commercial space, which will be made up of 22,000 square feet of restaurants, bars, and other social retail, with the balance being heavy-use retail, hopefully a movie theater or a fitness club, things of that nature. So Sammamish is in a moratorium right now. Does this affect the applications for the town center? The moratorium per se, this particular moratorium, Sammamish has been in a moratorium a lot, but this particular moratorium does not affect phase one since the phase one applications were vested. So with those vested rights, this moratorium only applies to projects which need a concurrency certificate, which has to do with traffic infrastructure, and we already have valid concurrency certificates. So short answer is no. Through COVID-19, we've seen an increased decline of brick-and-mortar retail. How are you factoring this into the design of the town center? So the jury is still out about the great effects of the coronavirus, and it needs to be taken into account. Most of your retail calculations and assessment of what the future might be come from the starting point of fully saturated retail markets. So if you have fully built out retail spaces and other commercial spaces, retail has been greatly affected by the ingenious outcome that Amazon has achieved along with all of its competitors in bringing the shopping experience directly into the house. But Sammamish doesn't have normal commercial saturation. In fact, Sammamish is the newest city in Western Washington, having been incorporated in the late 90s, and never had a main street. So we are starting from the ground up to bring more than pet food and groceries to the people of Sammamish. So we actually have an advantage. We're building into a space that's not saturated. And while there are a great many merchants of high quality in Sammamish right now, we intend to add to the basics of life that will be experiences that can be undertaken on foot and serve the people of Sammamish into the future. So yes, the coronavirus has brought a lot of new normals, as people say, to bear. But people still love going to restaurants because it's an emotional and social experience. And we all enjoy being with people we want to be around. And the quarantine has really cut that off. And I suspect that when we can come out, we will come sit 
with each other and enjoy each other's company and learn from each other. So we look forward to bringing that kind of retail together with commercial space. And that's why you phase a development like this. So you learn as you go along in case the world changes and intervenes in the blueprint you have. So how are you addressing the teenage demographic in the construction of the town center? When we first got to Sammamish, we decided we would introduce ourselves at the right time through the farmer's market. And it was a very, very good experience. I have enjoyed greatly shaking the hands and listening to the concerns and the wants of the people of Sammamish and just getting to know the community. And one of the most interesting groups at the farmer's market were the teenage population who always said, oh man, there is nothing to do in Sammamish. And I kind of thought about that and well, if the town center is the community that we think it is, and we're planning on building from the ground up, how do we deal with this? Well, the town center is an ecosystem. So what do I mean by that? It has open spaces that become the living room of Sammamish. So one of the things that goes towards having something to do is having a space to do it in that's properly programmed for people to enjoy nature while being closer to services so they can do the everyday needs of life on foot. So we will have this public realm that'll be welcoming to teenagers beyond a very nice skateboard park. From a commercial point of view, you will begin to see all the things that teenagers see in every other suburb of America. You will see the movie theater if we can get a movie theater to come, but we are actively trying. You will see the restaurants. You will see the entertainment spots. You will see the places to buy books and coffee. And when you think about what you're really after, I think it translates into many, many things. But one of the things is, is to be able to enjoy your friends while enjoying the things of life that bring you happiness. And that's what the community of the town center will be. It's about fulfillment and joy. As you said, there are three high schools in the city of Sammamish, and it can get pretty congested from time to time. How are you taking this into consideration when building the town center? Let me start by saying there's a lot of misconceptions about the context in which traffic and traffic itself are talked about in the community. So the question is not so much, here comes traffic, because traffic is in the eye of the beholder, and it's certainly real, especially, Alex, at the times that you're mentioning with the schools loading and unloading. But the question is, how do we grow in a way that the next housing unit has the least negative impact on traffic as we can. In my view, and the view of many, many people, what really causes traffic are driveways. Driveways and the occupants of the houses that use those driveways because of the space lends itself to having more and more cars. A town center is compact development. And in the core mixed use area, we have apartments. And apartments are often the homes of young people, single people, early stage couples that have no children, or people who are downsizing. But the other thing to realize about apartments is they have limited parking. If you have limited parking, you have limited cars. So hypothetically, if you had an apartment building with 200 units in it, you probably have 200 or so spaces with guest parking. If you had 200 houses, rather than having 200 cars, because everybody would get one space. You would have driveways and garages that could accommodate three or four cars, and you're liable to get 500 to 800 cars. So what is counterintuitive to thinking that there's that many housing units is those housing units do not correspond 
right, to an increase in cars. So on the margin, those housing choices actually reduce the amount of traffic as we grow. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time to sit down with us. We really enjoyed listening to the plans for the town center. Thank you for having me. I look forward to speaking with you all and the people of Sammamish again. And please remember that in our efforts to build a community and implement the city's town center plan, that we need your help. We need the help of everybody because the city can only effectively handle the future and grow with the future if the town center becomes a reality. So that not only do teenagers have something to do, but we all have a place to enjoy each other and grow smartly. And that's why we've brought the best team of experts we can to help us do this for the city of Sammamish. We'll be right back. Indy on Air is a podcast that complements the new digital newspaper, the Sammamish Independent, which provides community news that you can use right here in the city of Sammamish, Washington. The Sammamish Independent is brought to you by a team of students and community leaders who are passionate about keeping our neighbors informed of what's going on in our community. Check out the paper at SammamishIndependent.com. Our next guest is Sammamish City Council member Kent Treen. Mr. Treen, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me and appreciate all the work you guys are doing to communicate with students in Sammamish. So, as a high schooler, there isn't much to do in Sammamish. What are some of your ideas on providing more for our age group? Well, there's a lot to do in Sammamish. We're fortunate to be surrounded by so much natural beauty, wildlife, uh, Sammamish, the city itself, has built parks, trails, open spaces for the residents and students to enjoy. We have a nice uh, new boat launch. We have a skate park. There's fishing, swimming, boating activities. Close by, we have uh, county and state parks uh, that have activities and events that can take place there. Council just approved $3.6 million for opening up Big Rock Park, so that'll be coming online hopefully by next year. And in, inside that park, there's a really nice treehouse, too, to be allows uh, students and young people to explore, have some nice adventures. But I, I do want to remind people, though, that it, being outdoor, it's perfect, it's great, but let's please practice being six feet apart with social distancing and wearing a mask during this time of COVID-19. So what are your viewpoints on the town center, and what would you like to see built on that land? Well, first... Thank you for asking the question. Uh, this is why I ran for Sammamish City Council was to work on the comprehensive plan, which really needs an update. That comprehensive plan is the vision for the city, the overall look of what we want our city to look like. So it's an extension of what the residents want to see put onto the ground. So the comprehensive plan takes into consideration the critical components of land use, transportation, impacts on the environment, Tree canopy, which as a forest ranger, I mean, that's really key to me that we keep our second growth forest. And then one of the elements that's missing in it that we, I would like to add in as a council member is wildlife corridors so that future generations can still see bear and deer, bobcat. They're out at night, they may even see a cougar. 
So first comes the comprehensive plan, which is really a, this holistic view of what, where the city's going. And then, then we need to talk about how does the town center, uh, how might that fit into the overall vision for the city. I know you said that the city of Sammamish doesn't really have a vision for the town center. Could you explain how we got to where we are? I believe it's 2008, the idea came in before the council to build a town center. 2011, I believe, was the comprehensive plan change where there's actually a section in the uh, comprehensive plan for the town center. And then that plan has, for some reason, been modified. I'll, I'll be kind here and say that it's been modified and what is actually being proposed and going through the permitting process is not what, it doesn't meet the comprehensive plan's goals. If you think about it, it's like you got, the students that are here right now, the young people that are here right now, and the people who move in here are the ones who are gonna be um, looking at this city and the character of this city and going, do I wanna live here or do I not wanna live here? And we're unique. Sammamish is super unique in the region. So my thinking is we don't have to be everything to everyone because if you want to live in a town center type of development, you can live in Redmond. If you want to live in a small old town feeling area, Issaquah is a really nice place to live. And it's got old Main Street and it's pretty cool. If you want to live in a high rise, Bellevue, oh my gosh, would I like to live in Bellevue and have the city life, right? You really want the city life moving to Seattle. But where do you live if you want to just have a home with a family and in a bedroom community? Well, welcome to Sammamish. So we're really a Northwest bedroom community that supports the rest of the region. People love us. Look at our ratings. We never finish below the top 10 in any category in the state because we are who we are. So let's just embrace that and be that. One of the things that you touched on was transportation. Is the city council actively trying to find new transit options for kids that aren't able to drive, making it easier for them to get around? I I feel for young people who don't have cars yet, right? (laughs) Uh, I was there a while back, but right now we don't have a lot for them, but We've made an agreement with King County, that, and we have what we call a community van. And so you can call up. Uh, it's for people who don't have a way around or for the elderly, too, or senior citizens have the ability to call up for a community van, and it'll take them from point A to point B. That just started up prior to me getting on the council. So if anyone needs it, they can use it. But right now, that service, of course, with COVID-19 is just essential trips only, but once we have the liftings and more openings, then that'll be available to everyone. The other thing that the council's doing, and I've been actively on uh, two committees at regionally to have some say into what King County Metro and what Sound Transit are doing. So those are two independent agencies. Well, Sound Transit is an independent agency, and then King County Metro is run by King County. So we've been pushing them on a legislative level to have an express route that would take our students from the plateau down to Bellevue Community College so that they could do running start. And then I mean, obviously, the city has pushed to bring Central Washington University on board so that 
transportation isn't necessary for running start. So there's a running start program there. To add one more thing there is light rail is coming online down in Redmond. And so we've been pushing Metro to also make it so that we'd have transit service from the plateau down to Redmond's light rail station. Recently, there has been an increase in drug use among teens. And many believe this is a result of having nothing for that age group to do in Sammamish. How is the city addressing some of the unintended negative consequences? Yeah, like death. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, but hi, I'm Mr. Treen. I'm a high school teacher, uh, Bellevue School District. I work with at-risk youth. So I know a few things about teens and drug use. And to be honest with you, uh, the causes for most of the people that I work with is not boredom. It's trauma. It's depression. It's anxiety. So it hurts. It hurts my heart. Pull it together, train. Um, so what have we done as a city, right? Like I understand, I, like the issue is super important to me. I work with it daily. And so I'll just let you know the city has done a good job of working with our human services, adding counselors, adding uh, helplines. We just approved an SRO, which is a resource officer on the school ground for the Inglewood Middle School, which now makes it so that every high school and every middle school has a resource officer on the campus. I think if you want to say what I think the city should do to help this problem is, I think, I think our support to go to the schools. We need to provide drug and alcohol counselors on the campuses. And so some ways, some of the responsibility will lie on the two school districts that serve our students here in Sammamish. And so June 8th, I will be on a call with Lake Washington School District to discuss some of the things that are going on, not only with the COVID-19 and virtual learning, but how do we support those students who are at home and in a case in this sense that, you know, they're stuck at home and some of them are bored. And how can we engage them into not only learning, but how to be healthy during a really difficult time? Well, thank you for sitting down with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me and really appreciate all the things you're doing. To find out more about the community van and other health and human service topics, go online to Sammamish.us. Our final guest today is Janelle Roberson from the Sammamish Heritage Society. She has been a Sammamish resident since 1964. Janelle, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Nice. And what's been the best thing over the quarantine for you? Uh, you know what? Uh, the best thing is to have both of my girls home with us again. And so all four of us uh, enjoy going nuts together. That sounds awesome. So where did you go to high school and where did you live when you were a teenager? I lived up um, by Pine Lake, which was called Issaquah at the time. We lived exactly a mile from Lake Sammamish and a mile from Pine Lake, so right in the center of both lakes. And I went to school at Issaquah High School. At the time, there was only one high school, so we were bused from all the way 
from Pine Lake to downtown Issaquah, which was a long commute back in those days. So besides going to high school, what did you do for fun? Well, um, back then, a lot of families had pasture land, farmland, and so we were heavily involved with a 4-H group called the Issaquah Kickapoos. It was named after a, a native tribe. We were actually involved for maybe six to eight years. All four of us girls, I had three sisters. We were all involved and we did a lot of community services, horse shows, clinics, leadership camps, overnight backcountry trips, family-oriented activities. And then going to high school, I was involved, um, you know, with the clubs within the school and football games, stuff like that, real simple things. Now, this is non-cell phone years, remember, so party lines on the phone and, you know, so it was very simple. In your perspective, how has Sammamish changed since you were a teenager? Oh boy, it has changed so much. Sadly, I would say the majority of all the land has been developed. No more pasture land, which means no animals, horses, cows, you know, the chicken farms. Uh, The woods are gone to ride trails with your horses. Farmland was all exchanged for the excessive housing development, schools, shopping centers, which is very sad to see when you grew up there since 1964. And, you know, 228th is a speedway with lights. And when you see historical buildings that are being demolished, and also to the loss of original families that grew up there, it's hard to see them go. It's a big loss to me. It really is. You continually talk about some of the history being lost in Sammamish. Is there anything we can still preserve from the old days? That's why I joined the uh, Sammamish Heritage Society, because I'm, I'm a pretty good resource to kind of interview the people that I grew up with and try to find just the, the historical stories and not only the stories, but also try to preserve some of the buildings that have been lost. But it's kind of a double-edged sword because you have the building codes and you have the developers and it's political. And if you can landmark it before the developers get there, then you win. But if you don't, then, you know, buildings are lost. So it's really discouraging, but that's why we're hoping to educate people and to let them know that the history of Sammamish is very important. And that's why I'm glad I'm, I'm doing this and talking with you guys today, because maybe it will help uh, this loss that I feel about Sammamish. And if we can be proactive such as the reared house. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but my sister Mary was active in moving that house and preserving it. So there is hope, but it's just getting out there in the community and and trying to educate people and make them interested. What are some ways the Historical Society engages members of the community? Well, you know, when we meet as as a group, we do have community resources. We go to the farmer's market We present our 
historical facts there. My sister is heavily involved with the Reard House, um, going to county meetings, those kinds of things. And we also work with Parks and Rec of Sammamish, and that's been challenging at times. We do historical walks. We have two guys in our group that show people where certain railroad tracks have been and the logging, because after all, there's been a lot of farmlands. Logging has been real prominent in that area. And truly, some of it would be nice if we could get more money to do more, but we're not there yet. Sammamish is young. It's a young town. Nothing has been really established yet. So to work into that has been difficult. Obviously, you bring so much historical perspective on what Sammamish used to be. Do you find there's any way for Sammamish to grow responsibly while still being able to preserve some of the things you've talked about? I, I don't I don't know yet. To tell you the truth right now, it's been so political that we just want it to go away so we can move forward, so we can have fun. Who doesn't like to talk about history? Who doesn't like to share? And sometimes we get so caught up with the city and codes and and volunteer work and what our boundaries and guidelines are that we can't get beyond it. But that's something I would certainly love to uh, start on. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You're welcome. Thank you. Here's what else you need to know this week. Since King County has been approved for a modified phase one, the city of Sammamish will be implementing the reopening of amenities this week. Be sure to check it out on Sammamish.us. In other news, congratulations to all the seniors at Eastside Catholic and Skyline who will be graduating this week, as well as the seniors from Eastlake who will graduate on June 15th. The Farmer's Market will be closed this Wednesday, June 10th, but will return the following week on June 17th. Finally, the Sammamish Independent launches today, June 8th. Be sure to check it out online at SammamishIndependent.com. This episode of Indie on Air was produced by Alex Woodall, Simran Tandon, Lynn Yang, Susanna Pryle, and Julia Gudis. Our theme music was created by Ben Albright. Special thanks to Matt Samwick, Kent Treen, Janelle Roberson, Alicia Lee, Will Baker, Josh Ruffner, Ashley Richards, and Amina Sadek. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex Woodall. We'll see you next week.